Hello, and welcome back to Indie Author Weekly. This is the podcast for indie authors, aspiring authors, and curious bookworms who want the inside scoop, tips and motivation, and behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, a productivity strategist and author of polyamorous rom-coms. Now, have you ever wondered how to cope with burnout? Well, that is exactly what we are discussing on today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. For new and returning listeners, you can now get all Indie Author Weekly podcast episodes, plus book and writing updates delivered directly to your inbox every week at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Today, I want to share five steps for coping with burnout. I recently hosted a webinar for Editors Canada on this exact topic, so I wanted to share an an overview of my tips here because this stuff is so important and can be so powerful when we begin to deal with burnout. Consider this your burnout assessment. I don't know about you, but around this time of year, I find that I get more energy and I'm more eager and enthusiastic to take immediate action on my ambitions. And as a result, sometimes I bite off more than I can chew. That's when we want to be careful that we are taking care of ourselves and not falling into that trap of burnout. Burnout is a really serious problem that can be so challenging in any aspect of your life or business, if you're an author or a reader or really for anyone. So this is totally relevant to talk about here on the podcast. And again, I often find that I am particularly susceptible to it at this time of year. So I have a a sneaking suspicion that you might find that for yourself too. Our burnout assessment that I am sharing with you today is something that you do much more in-depth in my signature program, Productivity Powerhouse. If you want to learn more about managing your energy really effectively to avoid burnout and to take back control of your own time, then you can do exactly that at saganmorrow.com powerhouse. By the way, since I have just done a complete overhaul to make that program even better than it was before, just better than ever before. It is currently available for a limited time at a super special early bird price, which I am really excited about and I know that you are going to be too. So get in there now so that you don't miss out on that early bird price. Okay, let's get into our basic five-step overview of the burnout assessment. Step one, identify when the burnout began. Usually burnout begins long before we realize it, but there is some value in taking a step back and pinpointing when it all started. Was it around a time that you took on a new commitment? What was different about this commitment? Was it simply that your plate was already full and then this extra addition toppled everything over? You really need to understand when your burnout truly began if you are to work backward and deal with it. Step two, ask yourself what triggered the feeling of burnout. There's a difference between when you started getting burned out and when you actually realized that you were starting to get burned out. 
Often it can take days or even weeks before we realize what's happening if we aren't paying attention to the signs of burnout. So what was it that tipped you over and made you understand that what is going on is in fact burnout? What were you doing or thinking about when it happened? What was the trigger? Step three, be honest with yourself about what needs to change for you to stop feeling burned out. Analyze what's working and what isn't. Check in with yourself about what you can let go of or delegate and think critically about what will happen if you do let go of it or delegate it. I bet the world won't end if you do. If you are burned out, something does need to change and it's up to you to identify what you can change and to make that change because no one else can do that for you. This goes back to energy management, which I teach all about in Productivity Powerhouse. So in that case, what fills your cup and what drains your cup? How can you make changes in your personal or professional life to do more of what fills your cup and less of what drains your cup? And again, you can get more on all of this at saganmorrow.com powerhouse. I want to give you a quick example because this is the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Um, when it comes to identifying things that fill your cup versus drain your cup in terms of books, you might think about it in terms of writing or reading. So if there are certain genres that you enjoy reading that really just light you up and when you are reading these books, you know, you feel super good afterwards, they just kind of like they energize you, they replenish your energy, all of that kind of thing versus there might be another type of genre that you maybe feel like you should read because it's like high literature or something like that, but it actually just ends up not really feeling good for you, right? It kind of drains your cup. So pay attention to those kinds of things when you are reading books. The same holds true for um, writing books, right? So if we look at it from the perspective of different aspects of writing your book, are there certain elements of book writing that feel really good for you and like fill your creative cup? And are there other aspects of it, maybe part of the editing process or something like that, which are really exhausting for you? This can really help you identify if there are things that you can outsource, right? Maybe you need to hire someone else to do that part for you, or you can just um, even look at you know, if you, if you want to still do one thing for yourself, such as a, a part of the writing or editing process for your book, you want to keep doing it yourself, you don't want to outsource it, then maybe you need to change your schedule, your timeline for writing and publishing this book because you know that it's going to take a lot more energy for you to do those things that drain your cup. So you're going to need a little bit longer than you had initially planned in your schedule. So that's just a, a quick example for how this can kind of apply to maybe your own situation. Okay, step four, make note of your personal symptoms of burnout. Signs of burnout tend to be fairly universal, such as producing lower quality work, feeling chronically tired, but not necessarily in a sleepy sort of way. 
um, and having difficulty concentrating or focusing on your work and actually getting work done. So those are signs of those are universal signs of burnout, but it's also worth paying close attention to your personal signs of burnout because your personal signs often show up before the universal signs. So they are sort of your, your personal symptoms are like signposts that you are on the road to burnout, whereas the universal signs are an indicator that you are already burned out. So you might notice that your personal signs of burnout include things like changes in your sleeping patterns or your eating patterns, or you find yourself caught up in a cycle of a particular set of negative thought patterns, that kind of thing. When you know what the signs of burnout are, you can be that much quicker to recognize them in the future and thus deal with the burnout early on before it becomes a problem. And that's really what we want to get into that habit of doing, right? So that leads us into step five, identify and implement strategies to prevent burnout from happening again in the future. So you've figured out when the burnout started, the root cause of it, what made you realize you were burned out, what needs to change for you to move past the burnout, and what your signs and symptoms of burnout are. That's really great. But... None of that is going to be helpful unless you actually do something to prevent this from happening again in the future. If you do not take action, if you don't identify and implement strategies to prevent burnout, then you're just going to keep on needing to cycle through burnout again and again and again, and you won't be able to get out of it. And the truth is that while we are also, we are, we tend to all be susceptible to burnout, um, and it certainly comes up now and then in our lives, it doesn't need to be a part of our lives. It doesn't need to be something that we always fall into. We can actually prevent it from spiraling out of control. So you need to be able to take action and change the way that you do things if you are really going to manage burnout effectively. So that's why this assessment component is really critical, but so is the action component. I want you to check in with yourself and put a solid foundation and strategy into place so that you can be empowered for managing burnout so effectively in the future. And again, this is what you learn all about in my signature program, Productivity Powerhouse. If you want to learn more about managing your energy really effectively to avoid burnout and take back control of your own time, then let's get started and do exactly that. Join now at saganmorrow.com powerhouse. Remember, it's currently available for a limited time at a super special early bird rate. So get in there now so that you don't miss out. It won't ever be this low of a price again. To recap, your five steps for coping with burnout include number one, identify when the burnout began. Number two, ask yourself what triggered the feelings of burnout. Number three, be honest with yourself about what needs to change for you to stop feeling burned out. Number four, make note of your personal signs and symptoms of burnout. And number five, identify and implement strategies to prevent burnout from happening again in the future. Burnout is really hard, and the most important thing that you can do right now is to be kind to yourself. 
you will not make things better by forcing yourself to continue working harder if you are too burned out to produce high quality work or to meet your deadlines or to follow through on your commitments and so on. Effectively resolving burnout is healthy and important and good for you, for your loved ones, for your clients or customers, and for your communities. So regardless of whether you are a nine to fiver, an author, a solopreneur, or something else, take care of yourself. You deserve to be free of burnout. I hope that today's quick overview for handling burnout gives you a few ideas for how to navigate and assess this in your own life. And that, my friend, is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources, at saganmorrow.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate your support. Until next week, this is Sagan Morrow, signing off the Indie Author Weekly podcast.